Welcome back to another episode of Tips and Tricks with your favorite destination coach, Danielle Shelton. Today, we're talking with Matthew Radver. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. All right, so we have a segment on tips and tricks that's called Follow Your Dreams. And I try to talk to people who have followed their dreams, who have decided, you know what, I'm going to step out on this cliff and I'm just gonna go for it. And because of the pandemic, there have been so many people who have said, you know what, I'm already out here anyway, I'm just gonna jump right on off this cliff. And um, they have made it work. So I wanna make sure that I have a segment that centers in on experts that have figured out how to follow their dreams. And I want you, Matthew, to share with us, one, um, what is it that you do? And then two, give us a little bit about, so a couple of tips to help us out, help us follow our dreams. Yeah, absolutely. So. for my entire career, both in a college basketball coach. Um, it, from when a time when I was very little, five, six years old, I loved playing sports, but I, I always wanted to coach. And, you know, for me, it was always something where I saw myself as a coach and it was a dream, but it wasn't until I was actually getting ready to graduate from college to where I said to myself, you know, is this something that's just a dream or am I actually going to try to pursue it? It's not going to be that idea anymore. It's going to actually be something that I try to put into practice. And that's scary. Uh, that's scary taking yes. that first step. Um, so what I always encourage people is you've been visualizing yourself in that dream for however long. For me, it was most of my life. Uh, you know, when you decide to, to take that step, go all in on it. You know, don't just dip your toe in the water because uh, it's too easy to take it right back out when it's cold. You know, jump in. Just go for it. What I always say, what's the worst that could happen, right? You could be right back in the spot where you were where you're still dreaming. So mm -hmm. I always tell people, just go for it. And that, that's going to give you the best opportunity to have success in pursuing your dream by just jumping all in and committing yourself to it from the start. You know, there are a lot of people that are afraid to jump all the way in, like they're part of the way in and part of the way out because everybody kind of sits on the, the seesaw um, of sorts. And they're kind of like, oh, I'll do a little bit of my dream and then I'll do a little bit of this and then a little bit of my dream and then a little bit of this. And it seems like it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you know, what I think is a kind of, I don't wanna say mistake because it's different for everybody, but I think something that holds people back a little bit at times is that seesaw effect that you talked about. But I think one thing that, that I would encourage people is, you know, it's, if you if you kind of feel like you're halfway in, that's okay. But with the other half, the other side of the seesaw, try to do things that support your dream so mm. that hopefully over time you go from 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 to 100% in. So, you know, if you're not ready to totally jump in, like let's say, like with my dream of coaching, I'm not totally ready to pursue it. Well, maybe there's things in my academic studies that will help get more ready for it. I feel like I'm more prepared. 
Um, and that, you know, I'll be able to jump more in or, or feel more prepared when I jump in. So try to try to get that other side of the seesaw supporting the side that's your dream. So to get you kind of closer to where you're comfortable to jump all the way in. Yeah. And I think that's important to note because you do have people who are like, I'm going to give up everything and jump all the way in. And then they jump all the way in with no plan and no backup. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I should not have done that. And then you do have people who kind of teeter, but they're teetering for a long time. So they just kind of sit on the seesaw because they're not comfortable yet. So I really like the advice of doing a little bit at a time maybe you're 50 50 and then you know then you start to kind of do a little more then you're like 60 40 and then you're like 70 30 and you're kind of working your way into your dream until you're 100 um, especially if you don't have the means to completely jump all the way in without you know totally ruining um your way of living because that that does happen sometimes when people follow their dreams so Matthew, you have a book. Tell us about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, after being in coaching and administration college level for a long time, um, you know, I, I always just felt like there, there weren't enough resources, particularly around leadership and developing coaches, being able to develop their leadership practice and lead their teams and administrators leading their staffs. Um, there wasn't a lot of just specific books that were, Kind of written with coaches in mind, knowing that we work with unique populations. Um, you know, in my case, 18 to 22, 23, 24 year olds. Some coaches work with high school age, some coaches work with adults. It's all different. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, you know, I, I just wanted to provide a resource to give coaches more education, more tools, so that when they took those leaps, when they followed their dreams, they're more prepared to do it from a, a leadership perspective than I was when I first started out in coaching. I really, really like that. What's the name of your book? It's called uh, Lead Like a Pro, Effective Leadership Styles for Athletic Coaches. Lead Like a Pro? I really, really like that because sometimes you don't know how to move from one space to the next space and you do need just a little bit of guidance. And um, for you, your experience is in coaching. For me, my experience is in the classroom. I'm a 20-year educator. And one of the things that I always wish that existed is like a step-by-step -step manual for like new teachers on how to handle um, conflict and how to handle um, being fluid. Because in the classroom, you, you absolutely have to be fluid. And there are a lot of teachers who like tank or think because they lack the ability to be fluid and flexible. And if we had like a manual or something that said, here is how you do that, I feel like there would be a lot more educators that were swimming or at least keeping their head above water versus sinking. And what you have done is you have created a manual of sorts to help coaches not sink, but to move from you know beginner into a space to where they are able to be successful in coaching. Yeah, and you know, a lot of you know a lot of people who get into coaching, like myself, you know, we we haven't taken a lot of different classes on you know leadership, you know, instructional leadership, organizational leadership, um, you know, I, I, sports management. Um, you know, there's a lot of different majors that can kind of 
aid in the process of making that transition, but oftentimes, you know, people haven't done them or they're not tailored to coaching. You know, I, my background is educational leadership and in my educational leadership program was all teachers. So all the curriculum was set up to help them in the classroom, which is fantastic, but that wasn't my, I needed educational leadership for coaches. So I had to kind of adapt everything. Um, and you know, what I, what I say to everybody and what I would say to your listeners is, you know, the lens that I view leadership is through a coaching and sports lens, mm. but leadership is leadership across the board yes. and a, a transformational leader. That's a coach and a transformational leader in the classroom. We're both transformational leaders. We're, we're, we're both acting in a transformational way. We're inspiring, we're motivating. So whether you're a coach or a teacher or any other profession, you know, I, I always say, you know, open yourself up to different lenses of viewing things. Um, you know, I read a lot of leadership mm-hmm. books that are outside of sports to just get a different lens for my leadership practice, see, see things through somebody else's eyes and their profession. So, you know, for me, I wrote the book from a, a sports lens, but I really feel like it could benefit people who, you know, are in different professions that are particularly teachers, which is why I really was excited to come on the podcast because, you're again, like coaches working with unique populations and mm-hmm. a lot of um, leadership books and articles and seminars are geared towards managing adults, not right. kids, not leading a group of kids. So um, I feel like there's a lot of crossover there that I feel like would be beneficial for teachers as well. Absolutely. And when you talk about um reaching out to special populations, I don't think people realize the nuances that exist in just an ordinary classroom, in an ordinary space. I'm sure as a coach, you have, you know, students from all different kinds of backgrounds and all different kinds of groups and all different kinds of um, financial situations and all different, like each student has their own thing and you have to find a way to reach all of them. And I think that's kind of like the puzzle that the piece that a lot of people miss is they feel like you can tell her a lesson to one specific type of learner when the truth really is you have to be able to to really reach every type of learner that is in front of you, which to me is unique um, to the classroom. And I think it's unique to coaching because you have to figure out how to coach (laughs) each one of those unique personalities and get them to be motivated and to work for you. Yeah, and I think that's such a fantastic point. And you know, there, there's so much crossover between coaching and, and teaching. And I think oftentimes, you know, uh, you know, now being in an administration where I, I oftentimes lead a group of adults, a group of professionals, there, there's much more of a balance between me adapting my leadership to fit the uh, members of my team versus my team members adapting their work style and their own practice to fit in with the team. There's more of a balance. When you're in the classroom, when you're on the court, you really have to take that individual consideration for the needs of every student, every student athlete into account in a way that you don't necessarily have to, or there's more of a give and take in a, you know, an organizational setting when you're working with adults. Um, you know, you really need to be focused on what the individual needs of your kids are and, and how mm-hmm. your leadership style can meet those needs in order to be successful, both, you know, as a team, both for an entire classroom and for the individual kids that you're trying to instruct or coach. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Matthew. You have given me such jewels 
And hopefully everybody else who's tuning in, um, you have been able to kind of listen in and take note and say, you know what, this is, I, I totally agree. I have some people that I want to reach and I have some people and this could really help me. And I absolutely agree that coaching and teaching, they cross over a lot and leadership is leadership no matter where you are. So I don't feel like this book in any way just centers in on the classroom or just centers in on coaching. I feel like your book can, can help people no matter where they are, especially if they're leading a team. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I always think, you know, when I was in, you know, my master's and doctoral program, whenever they would say teacher in an example, I would substitute coach. And classroom, right. I would substitute court. And it was very, it was oftentimes very seamless. You know, when reading the book, you know, I've told people just substitute your profession and view it in the context of your team. You know, when I give examples of times when I became frustrated or I didn't entirely meet the needs of a, a team member and we weren't able to accomplish goals, those happen for everybody who's leading regardless of whether they're a coach or a teacher or in any other profession. So it, it's all about seeing yourself in those situations um, and kind of looking at, at and being open also to look at it through that coaching lens to see where the crossover is and what you can learn as, as a teacher or any other profession, what you could take away from coaches to help you in your own practice and, you know, just vice versa with, with coaches. I always encourage, what can we learn from teachers? What can we learn from other professions as well who are working with unique populations like us? I absolutely love that, Matthew. Thank you so much. Before we go, plug your book one more time for all of the listeners so that we can run out and order our copy. And the title is? Lead Like a Pro, Effective Leadership Styles for Athletic Coaches. And you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy your books. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on to Tips and Tricks. This has been another episode of Tips and Tricks with your favorite destination coach, Danielle Shelton and Matthew Rapper. See you guys later.